Hello, and welcome to Brand Boldly with Brooke. I'm your host, Brooke Logan, and I'm here to help online entrepreneurs like you put more you, your voice, your personality, your you-ness into your online presence so you can stand out boldly and grow a fully engaged audience that resonates deeply with your message. Because here's the truth. Your experiences give you a different perspective. Your flaws give you relatability. And trust me all, being more you online magnetizes your ideal clients to you like a chip to a big old bowl of queso. Just let me teach you how to use it. Let's dig in. Hey everyone. So what I decided to do was talk about sales again because I rewatched my my sales stuff from last week and I feel like there was a couple of things that I didn't really get to that I wanted to get to, you know? Okay, so I talked a lot last week about just sales in general and like how to set up a sales process for success and how to have sales conversations in an authentic way that doesn't like feel slimy and sleazy and gross and make people hate you and not want to listen to you anymore. (laughs) And there was some really, really good stuff in there. But I feel like I didn't, there were some other things that I wanted to cover that I didn't quite get to. So I wanted to bring those up today. Cool. So the first thing I want to talk about is objections and like when people have objections on a sales call and typically what that means is like it's too much money like I can't afford it or I need to go ask my husband wife whoever I need to you know ask somebody I need to think about it and I talked about those specifically and how to kind of talk through those things those specific things if someone says them but what I didn't really cover that I feel like is super important is to be able to kind of intuitively understand where the person is coming from and where the objection is coming from is super, super important. Because, yeah, sometimes like legitimately you need to think about it or you you need to ask your spouse and, and those things are awesome. But understanding where those objections like are coming from is also super important because as a service provider and as a, you know, entrepreneur, it's not our job it's not my job to convince them that to to take a risk or to do something that they're not really ready to do if you're legitimately not ready it's not my job to get on a call and try to convince you that this is something that you need to do they need to come to that decision on their own right and we did we did talk about that a little bit um, like I think I said something that I learned from from one of my mentors like if you if you pull them in you pull them around or something like that is is what she always said and that's so true but it's it's really 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 important to kind of understand where they're coming from and if it is coming from that place of fear and I'm I'm not really ready then that's a whole separate issue than just working through a it costs too much objection so I think being able to get as much information out of your potential client as possible is really important and that brings me to my next point that I want to talk up talk about is like the questions that you ask and like asking appropriate questions to get the information that you need but not leading questions so that's like a <laughs> an attorney word you know <laughs> like asking leading questions to try to get them to to say yes which is kind of what makes sales feel sleazy sometimes like when you're talking to a typical slimy salesperson you know hopefully you've never actually talked to one but we've all seen them on TV or wherever or they'll ask you a question that you obviously can't say no to like 
wouldn't your life be better if you made more money in your business? Obviously the answer is yes, but it's like the way that you're presenting the questions and the way that you ask the questions are leading them to an obvious answer. And that's what you want to avoid. Um, that's what you want to avoid in these sales conversations because you, you really should, the goal of the conversation should be just as much for you about trying to get to know that person and see if you are actually a good fit for them. You know, like, so a, a good sales conversation asks a shit ton of questions. Like, you should be asking a ton of questions, but with, with the goal of actually getting to know <laughs> what the person is looking for and if you are the right person to help them or not. So instead of saying, wouldn't it be better if you can make a bunch more money or <laughs> something like that and, and trying to get them to the obvious result of here, hire me, I can help you do this. Like figuring out exactly where they are in their journey and what specific issues are you having right now and what specifically do you need help with and determining if, if you're a good fit like for real, like actually a good fit that way is super, super important because it comes back to that first point. Like it's not our job to convince them to do something they don't want to do, right? And we don't want to come off that way at all. Like hopefully everybody that's in this group does not want to be perceived that way. And the way that you present the questions and the specific questions that you ask are, are going to affect how you're perceived a little bit. So it's really important to ask those questions from, from an authentic place of, I really want to understand and I really want to get to know where you are. And that's where the problem comes in with like sales scripts. Um, you, you hear all the time, like people will give you a script on how to sell whatever or how to, how to do something specific and get a specific result on a sales call. And the reason that those don't usually work and they come off kind of slimy <laughs> is because you're, you're asking questions and you're listening to respond when you use a sales script. And I, I'll tell you know a personal story about this particular one. Um, my, my brother, when he first started out, he's like a salesman at heart. He can sell anything to any person. It, it's amazing. <laughs> but when he first started, he talked a lot he talked a lot, <laughs> first of all. He'd, he'd never shut up, and that's kind of a, a separate point that we can talk about in a minute, but shut up and listen is honestly your main job on a sales call. But listen, listen to understand and ask questions to understand and then respond. Instead of, and, and what happens when you use a script and what happened, like what my brother did is he'll ask you a question and then he's he's like, just listening for keywords. Like if you say ideal client or if you say, you know, make more sales or get more clients or like, it's like the script makes you kind of listen for keywords in your head and then spit out your, your response that you're supposed to give when they say that. And it comes off as slimy and sleazy because it gives the impression that you're not really listening to what they say, especially if you are like, if you are legitimately doing that, like if you are reading straight off a script, like he, that's what my brother was doing. He had a very specific script he had to follow. And it's obvious, it's obvious to the other person that you are trying to get them from here to there and then you're going to pitch them something at the end. And we don't want that to happen. So when you're asking questions, make sure they are like coming from a genuine place of you really are trying to understand and determine if you are the best fit for them. And 
like I said, it, it's a lot about the, the questions that you're asking, but just how you ask the questions too. And then, and then after you ask a question, how you, <laughs> how you respond when you're, when you're listening and then how you respond in your actual response. So that's a little bit more important. Like for me, all of my calls are on video chat so they can see me. Like if, if I ask them a question and then I'm like flipping through my script pages, obviously you can't do that on video. You, you can do that on, on a phone call. <laughs> um, but I really like having those, you know, those, those deeper connections where once I ask a question, they, they can see that I'm really listening and trying to understand where they are and where they're coming from. And I think that goes a long, long way. And I would recommend everybody doing <laughs> like if, if you're an online business and you're not meeting people in person, do it on video. Like zoom, zoom is free to meet with one person one-on-one. -on -one. Um, you have to have a paid version to have like conference calls for more than a certain amount of time or something, but like do it where you can actually see each other because just having that face-to-face -face connection will show like that you're genuinely interested as long as you are <laughs> and you should be. Cool? So the next the next thing that I kind of wanted to clarify, um, and I, I brought this up a little bit last week too, but I, I had talked about putting the price of your offer on a sales page. And I think that's super important. And I, I brought it up, but I didn't really go into much detail about it. So I want to dig a little bit deeper about why <laughs> you should do that. So there, there's a few reasons that I love having the price up front. And the first is is just is that it weeds out people wasting your time. Like, and I don't mean that like in a shitty, rude way, but it's it's true. Like if if you are way outside of someone's price range, like if they're looking for I don't ever charge hourly, but as an example, if they're looking for a $20 an hour and you're a $75 an hour, <laughs> there's no point in them even contacting you. Like there's no point in either one of you wasting your time having a sales conversation when it's not going to work. So it kind of weeds out those those people who can't afford it or maybe like for example, if you if you did get on a sales call with that person, um you, you either get to the end and you say the price and they're like, no, I'm not interested. Or a lot of times people will not want to like, not want to say that, you know, almost like, I don't want to say they're embarrassed, but that has been the case before. Like with my business, they don't necessarily want to say, oh, that's too much. So you'll like spend all this time. This happened more when I did like project based stuff, but you'll like spend all this time writing a proposal and you send it to them. And then they're like, mm, they just never respond at all. And then you've wasted all this time, right? So putting it on there just to kind of, you know, clarify that ideal client and make sure they are the right fit just for the price. But then also, like, that gives them more time to, to really make sure that it's a good fit, right? So they know how much it costs before they ever get on the call. And I think that's super important whether, I mean, obviously, you know, they have the money, but also, it's really hard for me to expect people, especially like my my one-on-one -on -one program, my full program is $12,000. So it's really hard for me to like expect people to get on the phone, you know, meet me face-to-face, -face, video chat face-to-face -face for the first time, talk to me for 20 minutes and drop $12,000 at the end of the call with, with only having that 20 minutes, you know, to get to know me and think about it. Like that just seems insane to me <laughs> just because like me personally, I would never do that. But if I like knew who the person was and you know, it was some, someone that I had already understand kind of what they're about. And I already knew how much 
the program costs, then I get on the phone with them just to make that connection and make sure that connection's there, then that's totally doable, right? But if you if you wait until the end of a 20-minute conversation and you say, okay, it's $12,000, yes or no, like, to me, that just seems insane. <laughs> Expect anyone to make that decision on the spot like that. So then you are, you're obviously going to get a lot more objections, you know, you're going to get more, I need to think about it and, and all of that stuff, which is totally valid, you know? <laughs> so you'll, you'll be able to close, close, I hate that word too, close the sale easier and faster if they already have all the information they need to make the decision beforehand. And that's kind of my whole philosophy on how I set up my business and have these conversations in the first place. Like, give them all of the information that they need to make their decision up front. And then when you do get on the phone, or maybe you don't even need to get on the phone. Like, I've had, I've had people sign up for stuff without ever talking to me at all. And that's the goal, right? Like, articulating the value in such a way that they know that they're a good fit and they know it's right for them immediately. But but with the high level packages, usually people still want to you know talk to you and <laughs> get get an actual feedback one on one conversation with you before they drop twelve thousand dollars, which is understandable. But the dynamic of those calls changes completely when they already have all the information they need. So what it would look like then for a high level package is just kind of walking through those logistics and this is where you are. Yes, I can help you. Yes, you're a good fit. Either you want to do it or you don't, and you already have all the information you need to make that decision. So then if there are any objections, like I need to think about it, then I know I already know what they know. Does that make like hopefully that makes sense? Um, I can I can understand a little bit better where they are and help them to make that decision or determine if it's a good fit for them or not. And it just makes those conversations so much easier. <laughs> okay, so the last thing I wanted to talk about, about sales was something that got brought up last time having a um, like a free coaching session or a free strategy strategy session and I wanted to talk about kind of the difference in that versus a sales call and it like you can take it back to you know basic marketing 101 terminology and the the problem with doing stuff that way is it can be seen as a bait and switch <laughs> is that that marketing terminology so what I mean when I say that is if you are doing a free strategy call or a free coaching call or a free whatever and you plan on offering something at the end you just want to be very very careful and very clear upfront about what it is that's gonna happen so it's totally okay to do that it's okay to to you know offer something at the end of a free call but you just want to make sure that they know it's coming because a lot of times when people sign up for something free and then they get pitched at the end especially if it's not done well <laughs> they can feel like kind of gross you know like feel like oh that's not at all what I was expecting at one time I did that I was supposed to have um, I was supposed to have a free it was a Pinterest strategist and they were like okay Sign up for this free 20-minute call. We'll talk about your Pinterest strategy and figure out, you know, what would be good for you. And in reality, what it was is, it, like, we got on the call and she was like, okay, what's your problem? What problems are you having with Pinterest? And I asked my question and she was like, okay, well, you can either buy this $500 course or work with me one-on-one. -on -one. That's, that's not a free, <laughs> that is not a free strategy call. That's a pure sales call. And 
if I would have went into it with that mindset, that would have been fine. But when I'm expecting one thing and you give me another, that's how you look slimy and sleazy. So if, if that is going to happen, make it very clear that that's going to happen and still deliver on whatever you said you're going to deliver on. So it would have been like for that girl, it would have been so much better even if she had just done a free, her free strategy session or answered my questions and done whatever and then offered me something at the end. That would have felt so much better. The best way to do it though is to just be honest and upfront the whole time. And I talked about this a little bit last week too. Like the very first thing I do when I get on a call, like a sales call with someone is say, okay, do you mind if I give you an overview of, of how, how these calls usually go? And I'll say first, you know, we'll talk about kind of what your situation is and determine if it's a good fit or not. If it is a good fit, I'll tell you a little bit about how I work with clients and what that would look like if we decided to work together. And then as long as we're still good, then we'll talk about the different options of working together and we'll talk about those, what those options are. Everybody's on the same page. They're not gonna be shocked when I say, okay, here's my $12,000 package, do you want it? They already know that it's coming, right? So that being said, I think free strategy calls, free assessments, free whatever you want to call them, I think those are super cool. Like those are a really good way to get people on the phone and just get people to know who you are and show the value that you provide. But you have to do it the right way. So like one of the things that I used to do all the time, and I, I think I'm, sorry, my dog just came in. She's got her little chew toy. No. Okay. Anyway, um, one of the things I used to do all the time was like a what message is your brand sending assessment and I would get on the phone for like 30 minutes or on video chat for like 30 minutes with someone and we would just go through and look at their website and their social media and everything and they would kind of tell me what or I would ask them what message are you trying to send like what are you trying to get across to your clients and then I look at your stuff and I tell you okay yeah I see I, that's there or you can improve this blah 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 it's just an assessment um, and I think those work a lot better than just saying here, do a free strategy call or do a free clarity call or a free whatever call because I think everybody in the world offers that. So have some kind of specific outcome, first of all, to get people to do it. But then once you do those, provide so much effing value that <laughs> they're going to love you, right? So you do your 30-minute call. You do all your stuff. And then at the end of it, you say, I hope that was really valuable for you. If you don't mind, um, if you don't mind, I have some other feedback, you know, I, that I would love to give you. I know nobody likes, you know, <laughs> nobody likes unsolicited advice. So ask their permission first. Say, if you're open to it, I'd love to talk to you about some things that I think, some other things I think you could improve on. Um, I've never had anyone say no to that, honestly. And then, and then you transition to a sales call. And then you can say, okay, that's cool. We can talk about it right now. Or if you can't do it right now, say, I would love to talk to you a little bit deeper and, and dig a little bit deeper into you know, the sales part of the conversation. You can set up an appointment to do it later or, or whatever. But just keep, do free sales calls if you want to, like if that's your thing and that's what you want to do, I think they're awesome. But just being very, very clear about what's going to happen and, and not saying, oh, it's a free coaching call. I'm going to help you through something. And then they tell you what the problem is and you're trying to sell them something. Like that's not that's not providing value and that's what makes you seem sleazy <laughs> that's what people don't like so I'm gonna kinda recap I'll keep this one short today um, 
to kind of just to recap, like working through working through objections, make sure that you understand where they're really coming from if you're trying to work through an objection, because it is not our job to convince them to do something they don't want to do. Like that is never ever our job. And going in, you know, with that mentality, <laughs> it's going to make you come off as a little a little bit slimy, and we don't want that. So. Understanding where those objections are coming from is really important and then asking the right questions ask listening to responses and Listening to understand not to respond because I'm sure everybody knows somebody like this where they'll ask you a question and Then it's super clear that they're just not even paying attention to you They're just like waiting until it's their turn to respond again. <laughs> you don't want to you don't want to be that person so listen to understand first and then to respond. So then the next thing we covered was putting the price, why it's so important to put the price loud and proud for everyone to see. <laughs> Weed out those people who are way out of your price range and just kind of setting up those expectations from the beginning. And then the last thing was using assessments and free calls the right way to get people onto the phone and get them to know you and like you and trust you and give a shit ton of value and then transition it into a sales call. But don't call it one thing and it's really not. So cool, that's all I have today. So it's been fun talking to you guys today. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you had as much fun as I did with this episode. If you loved it, please consider sharing this episode with a friend, giving us a five-star review, and subscribing to Brand Boldly with Brooke so you'll get notified when each new episode drops. And if you want more right now, head over to brooke-logan.com slash podcast where all the goodies are waiting for you. See you soon.